Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Political actors are trying to outdo themselves with the types of cruelty and isolation they can inflict on these already vulnerable people. Right now, trans kids in New Brunswick are being told they don't have the right to be their true selves, that they need to ask permission. Well, trans kids need to feel safe, not targeted by politicians. There you go. The prime minister scoring political uh, points, taking a swipe against Premier Blaine Higgs at a recent Pride event and going uh, as far as painting um, Higgs as a far right politician because his government changed their gender identity policy in their school boards. And the Higgs government has changed policy so that it now requires parental consent if a child under 16 changes a pronames or name or anything else. And what we've seen in a lot of school boards, including the TDSB, is this move to take parents completely out of the process. So if your teacher, if your child goes to a teacher or an administrator and says that they want to either change the pronouns or go by a different name, you know, maybe explore things like hormone blockers, the parents are cut out of the loop, which I think a lot of parents don't know and might be a little surprised to learn because ultimately parents have to have a voice in this. It is the parent who will be left to give supports or pick up the pieces or whatever. But, you know, we are at this point where the prime minister uh, is scoring, I think, cheap and irresponsible political points by trying to make it sound like uh, parents shouldn't play a role. I, I don't know why he would say that other than politics. So let me bring in Julia Malat. She is the creator of A Lot of Thoughts. You can get her at alotamalata.com. A lot of malata.com that rolls off the tongue nicely. Nonetheless, she's someone who is open to discussions about sex and gender identity and ideology and actually welcomes the conversation, which in this area is not done very often, which is why a lot of people don't talk about it. Julia joins us now. Great to have you. Great to be here, Alex. Julia, what did you make of the com- the uh, comments said by the prime minister? What did you make of that? Absolutely. The comments, uh, they were disappointing. Um, I can't say that I'm surprised because that's the rhetoric that we're seeing a lot right now on this matter. It, it, we move to the extreme. Um, personally, I think it's quite shocking that we are letting these things move forward without parental involvement. Um, parents have a role, a huge role, obviously, in their children's upbringing. And as I look at my own daughter, she's 16 years old, and I need to sign forms for her to leave school property to go on a field trip to walk down the street. I need to sign the forms to have her photo taken, and yet she could go ahead with a social transition, and that would be changing names and pronouns in school, and I wouldn't be told. And not only that, the school is prepared to make this change official on paper, to have notes that substitute teachers and all other teachers in the school know that the student should be referred to differently, and to actively prevent the parents by knowing this. And that's very concerning to me. I think it's concerning to a lot of parents. I mean, uh, critics will say, look, if a child doesn't want to tell their parents or maybe they're frightened that their parents will get mad, whatever the excuse is, um, then that would be the reason to put such a policy into place. And I think, okay, well, what? I always ask the question, what could go wrong? Um, 
you know, a parent may not be happy that their child is doing anything. Uh, that doesn't mean they don't love them and it won't be there to care for them. And I think in something like this, when we know from those who are detransitioning, there are things that can go very wrong or you have kids who have then changed their mind. It will be the parents who are there to pick up the pieces and or move on with life. And so I think it's a really I, – I, I find it shocking that parents would be and, – and anybody would think it's okay to cut a parent out. Exactly. That's exactly how I feel on this, too. The transition is complicated, and the feelings surrounding one's sex and gender are extremely complicated. I felt this way as a kid, so I can certainly empathize with those feelings. But as happy as I am with my transition and as happy as I am with the decision that I've made, I know detransitioners. This past weekend, I was up in Ottawa mm -hmm. yeah. for a big, uh, big rally that was occurring around this issue, and I was staying in a house with a diverse group of people, including one detransitioner. Mm -hmm. And so this is a woman who ended up making a transition to live as a man, went through surgeries that she deeply regrets. And those stories exist as well. And it's irresponsible for us to move forward with something that is not a neutral act and not even involve the parents in the healthcare system. Right. And, and the other concern, I mean, we hear a lot that there's hate um, and, and a growing anger where, you know, we'd lived in harmony for a long time and all of a sudden there's hate on the rise. And I think part of it, and you can tell me where you're at on this, I think a lot of parents are just, they don't want to be uh, kept out of the loop on stuff, but they also want to be able to have a voice and ask questions. And I think for so long, you haven't been able to ask anything. You're just told what you have to believe. And I think for a lot of people, it's become like just constant barrage of what you have to believe, what you have to accept, and what you can and can't talk about, which I think has, has grown bigger divisions. And even worse, you've got politicians who love to play, uh, you know, games with these culture wars. And I think it's even more, I think it's fueling the anger even more is when you get guys like uh, Trudeau uh, coming up and it's not what Mr. Higgs is doing, but yet it, it, it creates a polarizing climate. Absolutely. Parents are being told that to have any questions or concerns for their child around a transition is to be hateful, is to be bigoted, is to not love their child. And I have conversations with parents and children frequently who want to transition, who are transitioning. And it's heartbreaking to hear how these stories start because these mothers call me and they usually start in tears because they feel so condemned by being told they're transphobic. They don't love their kid because they have a concern and they explain they love their kid. They will support their kid no matter what. But their kid has these comorbidities, but this and that, that, that they just want to vet out. They want to make sure this is the right decision before they make some of these drastic changes in, the, in their kid's life. And this policy doesn't even allow the parents to be in the loop. It says, no, an eight-year-old knows best what's best for them. The school knows best what's best for them. And we're not even going to tell you because you might be the kind of parent who's not going to support your kid. You might be the kind of parent who's going to hit your kid. And the fact that we make that assumption on parents is mind-blowing to me. Well, it's also assuming that you're hateful. Uh, uh, if a child came home and told their parent at 11, 12, 13, I would say even before 20, I think it would be normal for any parent to say, well, hold on a second. Are you sure uh, we need to talk about this or we need to wait? But then to automatically assume that every parent, and I know it happened in Ottawa where you were, where parents showed up or people showed up, and they're automatically cast as far-right, um, you know, uh, whatever, um, and it's cast off as you're automatically hateful. I, I also think that's very dangerous um, because there aren't uh, only hateful people going out. There are people who have very, very, you know, serious concerns um, and, ha and should have a right to, ha you know, have conversations and they don't think they can. And therefore, there's a lot of anger building. Absolutely. I, I think you've touched on something important there that things are being labeled as hateful, as bigoted, as anti-trans or anti-LGBT. 
but this is happening in really vague terms. They're not pointing at something specific and saying, you did this thing that is hate speech. It's more, you don't support the underlying narrative. You don't support a particular policy. You must have the worst of intentions. And I believe that's bad faith. I certainly believe that that doesn't lead to productive discourse. And I don't know how we, how we move forward with anything cohesively if we aren't even allowed to have conversations about these alternative ideas and perspectives. Well, you're able to have conversations, which is so refreshing, um, because then more people are inclined to listening. I mean, and I, I don't know your, t- your complete journey, but as a, as a child, did you know everything you were, were doing and did your parents support every move you made? So I knew how I felt as a child. Um, I've kind of always felt this way. By the time I was 12 years old, I found the wording for it. And of course, that was the early 2000s. So this wasn't available in the health system. It wasn't available in school. It was blogs online. But I was deeply ashamed, deeply ashamed, didn't feel I could tell anybody. So I didn't tell my parents. I kept it from them. And I continued to engage in feeling that I had this identity and said nothing to them. And it damaged my relationship with them in a way that hasn't fully recovered. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm so heartbroken here because most parents love their kids, deeply love their kids, and they're going to go to bat for them in any way possible. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to instantly affirm, but it does mean that they're going to get them the support they need to figure out what's best for their kid's life. And instead, we're saying, no, we should cut them out because they might be a risk. The school knows best. And that creates a division that can last for a lifetime. Oh, it can it can be incredibly destructive. So, Julia, where does the conversation go from here, uh, given we're not really allowed to have it? Where do you see this going? I don't think that the current status quo is sustainable. Um, I have a lot of conversations around this with political figures in Ontario, mm-hmm. with parents, with school boards, with trustees. And most people don't realize this is happening. Mm-hmm. Most people know that the LGBT community has been marginalized, that hate has existed for many years. And so... When someone comes up and says, there's hate, we need to allow things to move forward. People don't look into the details. They just say, yes, we don't want hate. We should, we should promote this policy. We should condemn this behavior. But people are starting to understand what's going on, and, and they're, they're concerned. Mm-hmm. So I don't think this is sustainable. I, I expect we'll see the same thing happen in other provinces in the coming years. But I hope that it can be done peacefully. I hope that we can land on policies that work for everybody. Because, of course, I want to see transgender individuals supported as well. There is an anti-trans sentiment out there. There are individuals who truly do hate transgender people. It's not most people. It's a very, very small group, but they do exist. And my fear has always been that the more we do policies like this that are irresponsible, Mm -hmm. the more we encourage kind of the other far perspective to have something they can take hold of. Yeah, very true. Well, look, I've uh, very much uh, appreciated you chatting with me. Uh, We'll keep talking about it and giving other perspectives. So I I really do appreciate it. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to talk with you. Lovely. Thank you. The name is Julia Malat. And uh, if you want to learn more, it's Alata Malata. A-L-O-T-T-A Malata. Alatamalata.com. Very rational in having the conversations. But what is so refreshing is that we're allowed to have the conversation.